Hello and welcome to episode 90 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, if we're going to talk about the birth of cool, you oh. better talk oh. to two cool people. Come on. You know what I mean? We've got special guests. <laughs> yeah. You beat me too. One of their own. You beat Adam me too. and Grace, nice to see you. To Hello. see you, nice. First question. Mm. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? Oh. oh. I say we're talking about the birth of cool. We're not. We're talking about kind of blue. But um, <laughs> it's, all, it's all Miles Davis. It's anyway. all Miles There was no lyrics to go off this week. No. You know, this no. Just, no. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, well, we are cool, so it's a good, it's a good intro. The coolest thing I've ever done. Uh, the coolest thing I've ever done. I, I don't. I can't say that I've done many cool things. Mm. That's a lie. You haven't you like walked with lions and walked, bungee okay, jumped and stuff? Oh, yeah, that's cool. I have walked with lions. Yeah. Mm. Little stroke as I go by. <laughs> Just casually. Just pat away. Um. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm I, living. Living's cool, man. Yeah. That's I don't nice. do drugs. That's what's nice. cool. That's, that's what's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Stay, in school. Stay in school. That's what's cool. Thank you. I was trying to think, like, <laughs> if the question was, what's the coolest thing you own? Mm. Is that Ooh. easier to answer? The coolest <laughs> thing Oh, I yeah. Um, coolest things or group of things I own oh. is, I think, my cameras. Oh. I think they're cool. Some of them are pretty old. Nice. There's, like, a, a Kodak brownie camera, it's called. It's, like, a really old box Very nice. camera. Edgy. You know what I mean? Hipster. Really cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Do you own anything cool? Mm. Not really. I don't think so. I think things are cool. And then three years later, you're like, that's not cool. Yeah, that's right. A bit like, you know, certain albums that we're going to listen to. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) How have we both been? It's been a while. It's It's been been a hot minute. It's been too long. It's It's been been ages. It's been (laughs) <laughs> it's been wild it's just so busy isn't it life is just so so busy life in it yeah but life all good yeah yeah fantastic could do with like 20 days in a week rather than seven yeah it's mad, it? but still just five of them work yeah thank you okay good, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. so so what you want is a 15 days off. 15 day weekend <laughs> yeah. okay it's much needed isn't it yeah, uh, yeah fantastic it's evenings for me evenings don't exist like they oh, exist the but they're, they're like they're two minutes long and I end up staying up until like one in the morning because I'm determined mm. to have a life. Wow. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I've been robbed all day. I'm like Keep that. Sure. So yeah. I'm going to stay up and do what I want to do. Yeah, that's right. I'm and like that. Then I'm knackered and then I'm just sad. Yeah. yeah. Then you get sacked from your job. And you yeah. Just it, all, it all goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. I get that though. I, I don't know. I feel like I work a lot of evenings, mm. which I can take time back, but then no one else is doing anything for those times. Fair. So I'm just like, yeah. oh, sick. I've got 9 a.m. off. <laughs> Quite well. Yeah. No one's around, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not any fun. It's not, it's not the one. Some, uh, I mean, it's not current, but some music news. Oh. We've had some big albums come out. Yes. A uh, new Taylor Swift album. Oh, God, it's been so long. Has been long. I guess it's only three weeks old, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I remember. New Arctic Monkeys album. <sighs> yep. As well. <laughs> the yeah. side from Adam there. It came out. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Lewis Capaldi's Risen Again. He, yeah, he with his new single, up. Back from the Grave, yeah. Back from the Grave. Back from the grave. That's he, not what it's called, that's just what he's done. It is, yeah. He's just returned. He's a very funny fella. He very is. funny fella. Yeah. I prefer his comedy to his music, to be to be honest. Uh, fair, well, that's okay. That's okay. okay. Yeah. We'll forgive you. Have you seen that BBC interview where he, where he mishears <laughs> and it, he thinks that they, yeah. they, they hear it? 
that someone's going to rim him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do you want a rim? But to be fair to him, she oh, has do you want a silly a, accent. Do you want a room? And, and why is she saying, why does she do ask me if he wants what a room? What accent does it she have? No sense. But she She's says room, like, she does sound like she's saying rim. Do you want a rim? Do you want a rim? Oh, like room. Push, push. Rim. Rim. Do you want a rim? In the roof. <laughs> a rim in the roof. It's like it's like breakfast TV, though. It's dead for you. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. That's yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah. And they just ignore him and carry on. Mm, so funny. So funny. Well, there we go. I'm sure there was loads to say, but I can't remember anything. Tell you what's exciting. I don't know whether... Yeah, so gigs are back, aren't they? Mm, they are back. Gig news, that, gigs that oh, we're going yeah. to see. You've got Art and Monkey tickets. <laughs> so I went to get... Do you Go know about this? Uh, <laughs> oh, Grace, is he uh, going on his own? Uh, <laughs> I was... One thing I decided in the pandemic, which I might have said on this podcast, but was I have learned from the pandemic that I need to see everyone I want to see live. Okay. Full yeah. stop. Mm. I've never never really cared about live gigs that much. Yeah. But I gotta start doing it. Sure. So when Art and Monkeys tickets came out, I was like, right, gotta mm. do it, gotta do it, gotta go. That's nice. one of the bands. Mm. I asked Adam if he wants to go. Fully game. Fully game. <laughs> Fully game. Probably still fully game. <laughs> Went on. The queue was like 40,000 yeah. in the queue. Mental. I was on half an hour early and it was still, still. 40,000. Anyway, oh. went to get me tickets. Couldn't get on. Had to go back on. Yeah. Could only get one ticket. So I was like, uh. well, I'm here. So I, I mean, you, I, can, I can like not get any but, and but say, oh, went, I couldn't get any. You weren't that eager. No, I was eager. I was meant to be oh, getting I was in a ticket. Oh, uh, you meant to get into it. I was meant right, to get into it. Right. It's okay. It's, it's okay. I got myself one. <laughs> Which, I mean, did, you know, Adam could still have that ticket because they didn't yeah, say yeah. it was mine. Anyway. So, uh, no, for you. It kind of is. Mine. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is mine. But then you couldn't get on and get another. No, and then I tried to get back on and they were all sold out. Yes, it is what it is. But, yeah. So now I'm going to the Art of Monkeys. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and then Which there was sure. there was yeah. fair the heartbreak. Tried to get Blink One Eight Two tickets because Blink are back. The original lineup, great. No, don't and I was gonna get one for your husband. Blink is no, sick. No. Like, so good, sold out. Immediately. I even did pre-sale. Couldn't get them. Couldn't do them. No. That, that'll be trash. You're not missing anything. Well, but I've redeemed redeemed my life. Oh. In next year, going to see Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> of course, you I cannot wait. Matt's coming with me. And oh Adam graciously, after the Art of Monkeys to yeah. debacle, said, do you want to come with? I said, yeah, definitely. You did just buy yourself one? No. <laughs> so then he bought himself two, but he's going to use both tickets. <laughs> I'm just going to give it to a randomer on the street. Are you sitting or standing? Um, I think we're sitting. Oh, are we? Yeah, uh, yeah but I don't, I don't know what his, his shows really are like, but I think sitting is a good option mm. just because it'll be nice. Mm. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But I think that's the point. It's going to be great. That's his vibe. Apparently, he's not doing any of his parodies. Oh. He's doing some of his deeper cuts, oh. wow. which I'm very excited I'd for. I'd better oh. check out some of And, like, stuff original music, which I'm, uh, again, very excited for. Because I feel like people laugh at Weird Al. Not in the way he intended, but laugh at Weird Al because, oh, he's just does stupid parodies. He's so much more. He's a Is deep he? musician. Oh. The ability music that he has. Oh, so many lies. I mean, but he was, like, years before because a parody account on Twitter. Mm. I think mm. that can earn you some money. You know what I mean? Mm. He was ahead of the game. So, yeah. Since the since the mid eighties or so. You know I mean? yeah. He was the original. Was oh. the original. Speaking of Twitter, mm. that's gone wild. Um, uh, that's gone wild. It's in flames. Mm. I I haven't had it for years anyway. Fair. Oh no, me neither. But I Quite love best. to see what's going on. You I, use it though, Adam. I do. I do. Um, 
I don't know, I don't interact or don't even tweet a lot anymore. But I just Did kind you get of, a blue tick? I'm not paying eight dollars. I'm not giving more money to Elon Flipping Musk, the man who's, you know, flipping apartheid supporter. I love that everyone's huh? pretending to be all these different people. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I I'll be honest, I can't keep up anymore. I'm like <laughs> Who's real and who isn't? Well, I, exactly. I, no I really cannot, no I cannot figure it out. But it's like had such real world effects on like the stock market. <laughs> like the price of insulin and stuff actually tanked. It's a bit crazy. It's though. great. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, God. Back on the tickets news. Did you mm. see the Taylor Swift thing? When um, the pre-sale tickets went out. No. And like there were like 1.9 million tickets or something. Oh. And 49 million people tried to get them take a master crash and yeah it and went mental wobble. and people who weren't verified for pre-sale got them oh it went mental Boy. <sighs> but that's something do you want taylor swift tickets when they come out so you're not bothered i would love them but i doubt i'll get them yeah i'm the same it's the cost isn't it as well yeah. i i know libby desperately would love to have them and i'd love to buy them is? for her but I, I guarantee those tickets will be 70 plus like the cheapest. I saw Harry Styles tickets for like 130. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Arctic Monkeys Bloody one for 80. They're filthy rich. Oh, there you go. Oh, I mean, Taylor Swift ones will be 100 plus then. Yeah. Do, do a pound each and you'll still be balling. I oh, mean, on this, like people I want to see before I or they die. Mm. I, I saw that Bob Dylan was on tour as well. So I thought, uh, right, I'm getting Bob Dylan nice. tickets. That'll be good. I thought that'd be great. I'm a bit late to the game, so there's only a few left. 500 quid. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. That's horrendous. Mad. He doesn't even play his own stuff properly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Mental. Ah, yeah. No good. Well, there you go. So ticket life. There we go. Tick. Done that. Ticket. Done. Nice. Got nice. blue ticks. Mm. Ticketmaster. Nice. Got all the ticks. Look at this guy Look tying everything guy. together. You know, no loose ends. This is why I have a month <laughs> off. <laughs> Just to get Refresh. my segments. Come sorted. back swinging. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, Kind of Bloom mm. by Miles Davis. Yes. And I feel like half the reason it's taken so long is just because Adam hasn't wanted to talk about this mm. album. I feel like. He's been put put, He hasn't actually been busy at all. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that isn't what's been happening. Adam's just like, nah, I can't. <laughs> Everyone's sad. Except, nah, I don't know. I got it. Why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a jazz album mm. from 1959. 59. <laughs> this is pre-Beatles. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, they Were they just... They're around. They, yeah, they're With probably... Sounds. They're maybe the Silver Beatles or yeah, Johnny and the Moon Dogs at this point. They're doing things, but they're just little kids in mm. Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing there. much. Mm. What, what else happened in... Let me tell 59, you. Adam. There's some good ones. Oh. Some good ones here. So Hawaii, if mm. I'm pronouncing that right, became the 50th state. Mm -hmm. 59 later the game but here it is welcome the 50th star on that flag Beautiful. love it yeah. love to go to hawaii um it'd be nice that's on the bucket list and mm. um, speaking of islands off the coast of the united states <laughs> cuba <laughs> fidel castro this is a different coast uh, comes to power in cuba after a revolution with the first communist state in the west mm. there you go fidel castro have you ever heard of the assassination attempts on Fidel Castro's life. Can't even say I've ever heard of him. <laughs> Fidel Castro. A fellow with a cigar. Did, died a few years back. Did you do... Talking about people in Cuba with cigars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They all have yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Also, guy. actually, Cuban cigars are like one of its most famous exports. Like... What's his name? Fidel Castro. No. Okay. No. Did you do history in school? I, well, till like year nine. Yeah, me too, but... We just learned about really sad things. Yep. Yeah, well. So, 
to briefly then fill you in. So Fidel Castro um, create a start. I don't think he starts a revolution, but he becomes the leader of this revolution in mm. Cuba, and it becomes a communist state, communist party, um, and he's the leader of it. He runs the country for a good few years, like um, I think fifty plus years. He runs it for. Because I think he only died twenty sixteen or so. But then it's wild that it's off the coast of America. You know, so like this communist state. Mm-hmm. It's like right off Florida and it's there. Incredible. Um, but yeah, so so that's what goes down in Cuba. But in the early days, in like the, the 60s and stuff, um, they try and assassinate him. America tries to assassinate him because obviously we can't have a communist country right on our doorstep. And they try everything. They send um, female assassins in and they just fall in love with him. And he seduces them. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. They, like, try and shoot him. Doesn't work. Everyone misses or, like, it hits him, but he, he survives. They try and poison him. He's honestly just unkillable, and uh-huh. they just kind of let, let him go. And Cuba. So it's a communist state, and everyone's like, oh, communism doesn't work. But it has the boat most and the best doctors of anywhere in the world. Wow. They're, like, overrun with doctors. It, yeah. Their healthcare is pretty good. Poverty. A lot of places. But doctors wise, they're balling. But they're healthy. They're healthy. Yeah. Wow. So healthy and poor. Another fun fact, I was meant to go to Cuba Where, a few yeah. years back with my mum and dad. Ah. Um, and that was when there was just a massive so I'd been working, saved up. I was like, Cuba, absolutely. Great. Um <laughs> and then we'd booked it, paid it, booked it, packed it. But then um there was a, a hurricane. And they cancelled it, like uh, a big horror game. Sad. And they cancelled it, and we went to Cape Verde Islands. Ooh. Oh. I wanted Not to go to Cuba. Great. I wanted the long flight. I wanted, you know, mm. be able to swim to America, essentially. Yeah. Went to escape. It was the closest I was going to come to going to America at any point. <laughs> it just never happened. For the food tour. For the food tour, of mm. course. Of course. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, Fidel Castro came to power. Um... Also in 1959, the U.S. Grammy Music Awards started. Grammys, oh. wow. yeah, in in 59. Um, the last musical from Rodgers and Hammerstein hit Broadway. Can you guess what musical it is? The last. The last musical from Rodgers and Hammerstein opens on Broadway. I'm not very good. At what this. musical do you think? I'm it not be? very good at musicals. I was hoping you were going to be because I. Phantom of the Opera. Oh no, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber. But but uh, good guess. Good guess. The like it. No, I I literally don't know. <laughs> it is like it now. Um, <laughs> the Sound of Music. Uh, uh, which I thought was quite like, I thought it had been open for quite a little while and then they made the film, but it turns out now. So that's good. Um, also, music news, very sad one. The chartered plane transporting musicians Buddy Holly, Richie Valance, and the Big Bopper mm. uh, goes down in an Iowa snowstorm. Killing all four occupants on board, so the three musicians and the pilot. Um, the tragedy is later termed the day the music died, popularized in Don McLean's incredible song "American Pie." Do you think it's incredible? I mean, it's long, but it's it is it is incredible. <laughs> I think it's good. You think it's again? Weird Al does a really good parody of it. It's a Star Wars parody. <laughs> it's a Star Wars. It's about Episode One. It's called the the Saga Begins. So funny. It's incredible. Um. Uh, in other news, uh, the first section of M1 motorway from London to Birmingham opens in nice. 1958. Wow. 1959, sorry. I think it's amazing that there are so many M's. 
how many M's are there? I've got no idea. Are there actually what so? Do with you the M's? mean, Grace? So like the M sixty two is by us. Because yeah. Are there actually sixty two M's? I I agree with you there, Grace. Because I've never heard of an M thirty two, or an M thirty six. Have you? Conspiracy. I haven't. Conspiracy. I haven't. Well, I just skip some numbers. I think so. And they went ah. Like you got A road, you got an A thirty two, so that'll do. That'll do. But it's an A road, not an M road. So, or is it like the whole of the UK? I don't know. I think that I'd like to see. There's got to be a Wikipedia article list mm. of. I'm searching it. Article. I've never thought about it really. Well, what are you doing with your life? You know, I think about this. And mm. um, while you're searching for that, mm-hmm. just to carry on and tell you about some people born this year. Let me tell you, strong year for British icons. Wow. I've got an answer. Okay, go on. So, there isn't an M7, for example. Okay. Because there is an A7, and it's named after the road it precedes. Does that make sense? Oh, so if it comes off whatever A road it comes off, that's the M of it. Uh, Okay. So, you would go on the A62. Yeah. The M62. Gotcha. And that would become. Now, why it gets called like the A40 or whatever. I'm not really sure. I can imagine there's quite a few A roads that don't mm. necessarily go onto motorways. Mm. Now, does that following that logic? Do A roads precede the B road? <laughs> that might go on to them. It must be A, B, C, and then M. Country Lane. Yeah. Country awesome. Roads, take me home. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for that answer. What were you saying about <laughs> British artists? Sorry. 1959. Oh, British, yeah. icons oh, British icons are born, let right. me tell you. Well, Starting off born. with Come on. Simon Cowell. Oh. Born in 59. Yeah. Is he a British icon? I think so. I think if you took his... I mean, he's had many faces, but if you took his picture around <laughs> the world, many people would be able to point out... Mm. That's not, he was also in Shrek 2, which makes him an icon, mm. in my opinion. Um, Hugh Laurie. Yes. Comedian. The dad in... Stuart Little. Oh. Yeah. Little high little hand. Or Dr. House. Did he, you know? He is House. I was going to ask if that's the same guy. <laughs> so House, and this blew my mind, right? House is a medical doctor and he solves medical mysteries. It's a play on Sherlock Holmes. House. Mm. Holmes. And Holmes is by H-O-L-M-A-E-S. But that's why he's called House, because it's a play on Holmes. Oh. I don't think you're really grasping how incredible yeah. this is. <laughs> Like, how mind-blowing is that? I never got it. <laughs> Were we supposed to get it? I, I don't, I don't oh. know. But he's not solving the murders. No, it's medical mysteries. So it's nothing to do with... It's just Sherlock it, Holmes. Just mysteries. Medical mysteries. But Holmes and House. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't really... Do you it like... Blew my mind. That show, what's the show called? It's called House. It's called House. I've never watched it. I just see oh, clips okay. of it on TikTok. What? Oh, so... What? I was, well, I was going to say, was it a purposeful name or has someone gone back and been I like, think oh, it's I a think... purposeful name. I think that's the whole point. Oh. Medical detective. House. <laughs> sure. Crime detective. Right, who else is Holmes. born? Okay. Um, <laughs> Sean Bean. Oh, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> As he would say. Hey, you know what? Game of Thrones is amazing. Game of Thrones is amazing? <laughs> say, I'm really, I started again. I, Unbelievable. Those first few seasons. It's dark, man. In fact, if, if, what's funny is that if on my time hop came up today, mm. me, when season five of Game of Thrones coming out, hashtag withdraw something. Because <laughs> it was, it had a grip. It had a grip. It had a grip. Uh, yeah. Have you watched House of Dragon? Another no, house. No, I need another to, though. House. I keep or seeing homes. clips of um, Matt 
Sam's seen Smith it though. Your husband Smith. Sam's watched all of it. Yeah, yeah. Just without you. Yeah, I never oh, want right. to. <laughs> I, d- I desperately oh, need got, to watch it. You got no interest in watching it. I hate Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm. I hate Game of Thrones. We w- we all watched the last episode together, didn't we? We did. But we Grace did. hadn't seen I very much of it. You saw the last set. Did we watch the whole series? I think together? we watched the whole series. I think it was pretty much, yeah, the whole oh, last season. Yeah, mm. and that was just. It was. It was a lot. It was a bad ending, wasn't it? Was, it? it wasn't a grand. Didn't yeah. But it. But House of Dragons is pretty uh, good. Is it? If mm. nothing else, it's a bit more wild, which is oh. crazy to say. <laughs> I, it's mad because like I've seen lots of stuff on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook about it, but because the names are so like the same, yeah. I I don't I can't keep up already so i've not seen any spoilers that i can really mention is matt smith good isn't it yeah he's good now does some wild things though is it Hmm. you just forget the kind of thing is to get up to (laughs) it's like they just do it in broad daylight you know Hmm. in front of your eyes but sean bean sean bean Bean. edward star sheen bean sean bourne (laughs) however you want to say fantastic he he was born um, another is something about he dies and everything he's in. He dies in a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's good at dying. Good at dying. <laughs> he dies in Lord of the Rings. He dies in Game of Thrones. I don't know whether he dies in Sharp, which is the TV show he was on for many years. Um, but yeah, he dies in lots. Dies in lots of things. Um, there's a great supercut that someone's put together of every time he says "bastard." He says it a lot in, in Sharp. Say it the same way. Bastard. It's great. Dead Yorkshire. What's Sharp? I don't even know what that is. So Sharp is about a British... It's about the British military, but like in the 1800s, oh, the wow. Boer War, which was a war in South Africa. Wow. Um, and like the Zulus and stuff like that. But he, he's a British oh, yeah, captain yeah. in that. And he's just this rough and tumble Yorkshire. And it's a film or a series? <laughs> TV series. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, Sharp. Um, I think it's very 90s. Is it? So that's when it came out. So it's very... He says you bastard a lot. You bastard. That's great. He's saying it in such a seedy way. (laughs) That's how he says it? No good bastard. It's great. Yo, you bastard, son. It's great. I love it. Is he from Yorkshire in this? He's from Yorkshire all over. Yeah, but in Sharp, yeah. I don't know he's from Yorkshire, but he just keeps his accent. I meant Newcastle. He's from Yorkshire. He's from Yorkshire, yeah. But that accent was a bit... Do I say a bit, yeah? Curry pet. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, fantastic. Another British icon that was born. Great actor, mm. Emma Thompson. Oh. Nanny McPhee herself, uh-huh. and of yeah. course in um, Love Actually, she's great in Love Actually. Grace, right. have you seen Love Actually? I have not seen the whole film. What? No. I, I knew that. No. You've but never seen Love Actually? No, seen the clips. Oh, it's incredible. Mm, and sometimes it? in our house, Becky will say to me, "I'm not joking." Do you know Grace has never seen Love Actually? <laughs> just, just randomly. It looks a bit wet. To be honest. No, it, yeah, but it's it beautiful is, yeah. and so Christmassy, and it? there's so many great British people in it. I haven't seen all of it to be honest. Really? It's a bit too wet for me. Ah, uh, if you said this to Libby and her family, they'd sit you down yeah. and go watch it, watch it now. Libby is mad about it. Yeah, rightly so. Mm. It's incredible. I love that film. I do. I, I know seen the, the holiday. Bit wild. You've never seen the holiday? No, I hadn't. Oh, until Libby made me watch. It. Okay, but that's good. fantastic. That though. is a good one. That's Jack good. Black shines in that. <laughs> shines. Yeah. Such a good Andrew role. And Jude Law, he's good. And Jude Law. He is good, now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cameron Diaz is okay. Mm. It's really oh, all about Jude. What's uh, Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet. Oh, fantastic. Kate Winslet. Fantastic. Yeah. No, don't. She annoys you. She annoys you. Don't. What? Don't start. I know she does. What have nah, you seen her in fantastic. that annoys you? Um, Titanic? <laughs> I like me in Titanic. But I feel like... Everything that, else. That was it. <laughs> I couldn't name you anything else she's in. 
apart from the holiday in Titanic. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. I don't know. I don't know. She was annoying in the holiday. I think she's sick. Yeah. She's great. Similar to um, oh, who's in the Pirates of the Caribbean? <gasps> um, <sighs> Karen Knightley. Karen Knightley. Gosh, she annoys me. Much. She's also in she Love Actually, and she's like sixteen in Love Actually. Yeah. Oops, sorry, but she's like plays a a, a married older woman. It's a bit weird. Yeah, but there's one scene <laughs> where she's watching a wedding video back, and she's quite pretty. <laughs> That's what she's, um, I'm actually. Oh, just where she speaks, man, this is so annoying. Quite pretty. <laughs> That's what she said. It's incredible. She is quite pretty. She's right, but she's annoying. Eh, uh, sorry. I'd be pretty annoying. That's all right. <laughs> I know. I'd say that. I'm quite pretty. So, um, and then finally, famous person born it's in. It's been a long time. In 59. It did, so. <laughs> Final person born in. Magic Johnson. Mm. Basketball player. Hooping. Got nothing Magic to say. Johnson. First Magic name Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yes. First, well, I I don't think it's his actual name, but it's it's <laughs> what he's known as. Magic, the original MJ. Abra, <laughs> Big in the I'm gonna say eighties. Him versus Larry Bird, or maybe even seventies. Him versus Larry Bird from the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Mm. Great, great rivalry. Great basketball players. He was like one of the best before, like Michael Jordan, right? He was the original MJ, and now you've got obviously Michael Jordan. Who is? And now you've got Kobe, and now you've got LeBron. You know, Steph, Steph Curry. They're the only people I know who There's play this. A lot this of ball. people to know. What can I say? Well done, Kawhi Leonard. There you go. There's another one. I guess. I know very little about a lot of stuff, mm. but basketball <laughs> is probably top of that list. That is mad. If I, American sports I is just. Can't tell you anything about basketball. Have you guys watched the the um, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance? I didn't find it interesting. Can't oh, I that. riveted. I was, I was riveted. Does he no longer play basketball? Well, he's pretty old now. <laughs> you really know. I know enough. nothing. Sorry, he was big in like the nineties, oh, okay. late eighties, <laughs> mid to like. People still actually talk know. about him now. Yeah, because he was that 50s, good. Uh, he once played. He's still playing basketball. <laughs> it's an old man's sport. So. Old man's sport. He once played um, the finals of a game with the flu. And he was not well, but he like played the best game of his career. Nice. He like it, it, and it's like called the flu game, and it's like well known. Nice. He was then also in a film with Bugs Bunny, Space Jam. Oh, you've seen Space Jam? No. Oh, oh, Space Jam so good. He he acts loosely alongside <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, who carried the film. Let's be honest. Yeah. I um, Bill Murray's in it. Playing too. basketball. Playing basketball. Nice. They they play against aliens. Ah, oh, it's yeah. Space Jam. Grace, what's your favorite film? Because. I've seen very little films, but you seem to have seen. I less love than me. films that were made for children. Space Jam, <laughs> <laughs> but not that young. Things like Space High Jam School has some musical, mature themes, things okay. like that. Yeah. That kind of vibe. <coughs> Cheesy, gross. You watch as an adult crying, but you love it at the same time. Space Jam. I think Space like Jam would film any it. Disney stuff or not. Is that just Disney stuff is great? Yeah, you love a decom. Sure. Disney Channel original movie. Oh. <laughs> Clearly you don't. You don't know the lingo. <laughs> Not like a Hannah Montana, although that was great. Not that kind of Disney I'm film. I'm too old for that stuff. I don't know Guys, that. I think I know what we need to do after this podcast. <laughs> is really, we, we, El Tapio. <laughs> New podcast coming soon, but we just watch yeah. all the films like this. El VHS. All the DCOMs. I'm, I'm pretty game, actually. I've never seen... I say, So our, our sister, Hannah, not... Our collective sister. Mm. Sister in Christ. Men, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our blood sister or sister in Christ. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you call our blood sister. Is, I think. Uh, Hannah, mm. 
loves The Office. Mm. Oh yeah. I've never seen one episode. Um, no, I well, I I now have trying to start it, but then I don't get through it. It's the best. I started season two midway through. Yeah, I've no, never no, forget no, the no, first no, season. No, no. Just start midway through season two. You got to bear with though, because you got to set the scene. Yeah, I just couldn't. <sighs> Becky doesn't like cringe humor, so that's pretty much the whole premise <laughs> of it. So yeah, fair. but um, but I thought what would be a great podcast mm. is her who loves it, and me who's never seen it. Watching nice it. watching it together. Nice. That would be good. And then talking about it. And she'd like know everything, and then she'd be, I'd be like, "So what happens to this person?" Just you, you don't actually don't really explain Clara. anything. You just like, <laughs> I mean, but maybe you know these. What were they called? Decoms. Decoms. Original original movies. Man, I was I was too old for Hannah Montana. My favorite know. movie of all time is Grease. Oh, oh. I, I used to be obsessed with it. A bit wild, bit problematic, isn't it? Well, probably as an adult. I haven't really watched it as an adult. Yeah, if you watch it as an adult, you'll go, oh, she's like." Yeah. He, I understand the like the, the rape and <laughs> you know him and he's mad at her that oh Sandy that she won't have sex with him in the car. oh Sandy that is problematic actually yeah it's not Sandy nearly gets done in the car it's Rizzo is it hey Rizzo that's Sandy that. <laughs> oh Sandy that's my John Travolta that's actually why Sandy why <laughs> oh Sandy I love the music though yeah. that trapped that's stranded in stranded in the drive through. Branded a fool. Everything, so good. Everything, everything's so good. Everything about it's it. Good, isn't it? But yeah, problematic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those kids are smoking. Those kids are drinking. Those kids are also thirty-two. Yeah, <laughs> grown adults. Fully. Hey, Kaneki. What? It's bad. Is that film set in the fifties? Yes. Look at us go full circle. Oh my god. Look at it. So what would they have been listening to, Matt? (laughs) Potentially at Rydale High. Well they would (laughs) they wouldn't have been listening to Eddie Mars Davis. (laughs) But um, do you want to know some other albums that came out this year? Uh, really there's not that much that we know. (laughs) But um Time Out, the Dave Brubeck quartet. did you take five? Uh, yeah, he did. Um Jazz. Moaning by Art Blakely. Uh-oh. Blakey, not Blakely. Uh, Chuck Berry is on top. Uh, well, He's just letting you know. Berry? Forcefully, probably, if we know Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> terrible human. Great music, terrible <laughs> human. Rest his soul. The genius of Ray Charles. Genius. Nice. Uh, I actually know this album. This is one of my favorite albums. Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs by Marty Robbins. Ever heard of it? <laughs> no. Really is, it con- is it country? It's a long... It's country. <laughs> there's, a, there's a song where he basically kills his wife because she finds he finds her sleeping with someone else. Uh, he kills the guy, then he kills her, and he's there's this line. I don't, I can't even remember what it is, but but it's it's like full of regress. It's mm-hmm. like I killed my love, but they're hanging me tonight. Like, it's properly deep. Anyway. I just made that reference, so go and check it out. <laughs> uh, we've got another Miles Davis album, some mm. Ella Fitzgerald, okay. some Dizzy Gillespie. Oh, nice. Frank Sinatra, Chet Baker, just oh, a bit of Elvis. Nice, a little bit of Elvis. Yeah, for LP fans only. It was, a, it was a good time, actually. Yeah, it was an all right time. Vibe, yeah. Nina Simone. Like all the greats, really. There's no like yeah. the Isley Brothers. Love the Isley Brothers. Yeah, did did loads of. Apparently, um, 
the new Arctic Monkeys album is meant to sound, according to them. It doesn't. <laughs> according to them. But as you put, unless I've I've mixed up the uh, reference. Mm. Uh, the Louvin Brothers, ever heard of them? No. They brought an al- out an album, Satan is Real. Wow. Take care, folks. Wow. Take care. <laughs> Take care, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, House of the Blues, John Lee Hooker. Mm-hmm. So just fantastic music, really. Mm. And you can kind of tell, like, before the 60s, after the 60s, it's very distinct, very different, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Very different. Right, well, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about Kind of Blue. That's right. By Miles Davis. Fantastic. Here we are. Kind of Blue is a studio album by American jazz trumpeter, composer, and band leader, and pretty much bad guy. Nice. Oh, no? Yes. No way. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Um, Miles Davis. It was recorded on March 2nd and April 22nd, 1959, at Columbia uh, 30th Street Studios in New York City, and was released in the August of that year. Mm. For the recording, Davis and a sextet uh, featuring saxophonist John Coltrane and Julian Cannonball, elderly, uh, pianist Bill Evans, yeah. bassist Paul Chambers, and drummer Jimmy Cobb, with new band pianist Winton Kelly, uh, appearing on one track, Freddy, Freddy Freeloader, which is really hard for me to say. I want to say Freddy Freeloader. Freddy Fee. Uh, in place of Evans. It was influenced um, in part by Evans, who had joined the ensemble in uh, the year before. And Davis departed from the earlier, um, like, hard bop, this, like, bebop sound. And I don't know if, like, you've ever listened to it, any of this stuff, but the bebop stuff was kind of like, um, how many chords can we put in, like, one bar of music? Mm. And then within that, multiple chords, how many, how fast can we play the trumpets or the piano? Or ha- like it just got insane. Sure, it's kind of a little bit like what happened to metal in the two thousands. Bit thrashy, yeah, thrashy. And it's like, what are the what what are that band? Dragon, a Dragon Force. Dragon oh, Force. Obviously, so, fine place. It's fine, but it's like a thousand notes. Yeah, mm. it's like all these YouTube guitarists you can play like two hundred notes, or they do the thing mm. of the bumblebee or whatever it's called. I'm not really fine, but yeah. What are they doing? Is it music? Yeah. It's just a lot. It's just what it is. It's mm. not music. It's just draining. Mm. And it's like, okay, you can like cockwalk a bit, but you can't, you know. Fair. Or when I went to college, there were all these guys that could play like 500 notes a second. Mm. But they literally just stayed in their bedroom like doing that the whole time because they like had no life. And so this isn't really similar, but it is kind of similar in the fact that um, Miles Davis is getting a bit disillusioned mm. by this mm. like bebop sound that actually he has had a hand in creating mm. and has created. And so Evans uh, introduces him to this idea of modal music. Okay. And so modal music, basically, um, you can have a lot less chords and you can have more improvisation, but you just have to know what key you're in. And so like the first song, Kind of Bloom, we got that D Dorian to an E flat Dorian. And it just ch- moves from backwards to forwards. Mm. And you can play whatever you want within that um, space as long as it's got those notes of D Dorian and then E flat Dorian. 
And so it's no longer about a certain key that you're in. We're in two different keys and we can go from one to the other. But it's also not about like parts that are written on a sheet. It's actually just about uh, your your sheet music would be kind of blank. You'd have the bars, but there would be no music in the bars. And so it gives a lot more space um, for just expressiveness and tonal soundings and space. And I, like I, I remember kind of learning about this stuff in college and finding it really difficult to learn about. You got to learn all these modes and like what kind of interval is involved with everything. But also the space can be kind of daunting as mm. well. And so um, this is like the opposite. I guess like, you know, those who those people who like get rid of all their stuff and they just like live without anything. And they're, they're just a juxtaposed to like the consumerism. Sure. It's kind of like a similar... The musical this album is a yeah. is a mu- yeah a musical version of that, nice. but it actually changed up music quite a lot. And so, I I don't know if like whenever I listen to jazz or when I listen to this album, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what jazz sounds like. Yeah. But actually, like this was what jazz became, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So yeah, so it's a really influential album. We listened to what did we listen to last time? By Master Pharaoh. Bitches Brew. Bitches Brew. Oh my, and there was Pharaoh's dance or something on it. That was uh, that was like again. I guess we're like ten years later by that point, mm. and there's all this space. Like we're still on the whole like. Mm. There's just you know time is just a concept, <laughs> you know, in that kind of. Mm. But um, what did we think, Grace? Do you want to go first? I can go first. I feel like predictably, mm. I love this. Obviously, mm. um, it like like you say, this is how when I think of jazz today. Obviously, there's all different types of jazz. There's ridiculous amounts of different labels of different types of jazz. Um, but this is a, probably the type of jazz that I'm talking about when I say that I enjoy it. Mm. There are types of jazz I don't enjoy. But I, I definitely enjoy this type uh, the most. I feel like this is like the most classic um, type of jazz. And thank goodness we've moved away from bebop. Oh. You don't Maybe. like bebop? Yeah. I don't like it. It's just... I don't mind it. I, in fact, I'd prefer it. Oh. It's a bit more fun. I just think there's not a lot fun. of musicality in it. There's a lot of skill in it. There's a lot of skill to move that quickly between all of those notes. Mm. But I don't think there's a lot of musicality. Fair. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. Where's the melody? Where's the dynamics? Mm. You're just playing a million notes. Yeah. I can't <laughs> do it, for sure. But <laughs> That's right. But, still. Um, but I just, I feel like this, this type of jazz is kind of timeless. You can listen to it now and you don't think like, oh, I'm back in the 50s or I'm back wherever. You just think like, this is sick. Mm. Maybe some don't. I do. Is this a Bath album kind of vibe? It is definitely a Bath album kind of vibe. Mm. Before or after you drop your toaster in? (laughs) Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, hang on. That didn't actually happen. No dropping toasters. Oh, yeah, don't do that. You just want it. No. You, um, you just hate. He just hates the sound inside. We'll carry on that album. We'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but it's also not just about. I think you could listen to this kind of jazz mm. whenever, wherever. It could be you're in a fancy restaurant <laughs> and it's in the background. Okay. You could be mm. just relaxing. You mm-hmm. could be trying to calm your dogs down on bonfire night, right? Fair. Listen to Miles Davis. You've picked you've very chill. Yeah, you've not just. Well, all right. You're setting yourself up for a night out, night out, with, right. the, night out with the gals, hitting the town. Maybe it can't be for every vibe, but you know. <laughs> um, a, nice, a nice drive. 
you got mm. a nice drive. Pleasant, pleasant experiences sure. mm. ensue. I mean, listen to this kind of music. Um, but yeah, you can hear how this will have influenced so many different people. I know John Coltrane plays on this, but he also then, he his subsequent music ah. is very much influenced okay. um, by a lot of this. And this is really like quality improvisation. Mm. Mm. You haven't got, again, these stupid millions of notes going on. Mm. You've got to really understand the music that you're playing. You've got to really understand music theory to be able to improvise well, I think, in these settings. Mm. It's a very yeah. scary thing to do because it's very open. It's like a very vulnerable situation to be in. Mm. But you've got to be like really strong in your understanding of music and your connection with your instrument and the group that you're playing with. But then the notes never change, do they? So mm. something interesting is like with the Dorian and like the the modal stuff is you have eight notes or seven mm. notes. And so that never changes. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually super simple. Mm. But it's what you do with those seven notes. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of daunting as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because you're just like faced with. Yeah, like what do I do? Yeah, I can play yeah. like an A for five years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like what do you actually do with it? And make it actually keep sounding. Because these songs are long. Mm. And so how mm. do you keep it interesting? Maybe not everyone thinks That's the that first thing Adam's agreed with. The songs are long. <laughs> the songs yep. are long. Um, and how do you keep it interesting? Granted, that's subjective. Not everyone thinks they do keep it interesting. But I mm. think they do. When do they mm. start? I think they do. Um, but also it's very easy in the cyber jazz for everything to sound the same but mm -hmm. it doesn't I don't think every song sounds the same mm -hmm. no 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 they don't there's there's some that are more mellow than the others there are some that are more lively like some are 83 BPM whereas <laughs> some are 82 no 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 no, no. no now know. we're cooking <laughs> so, it's my time yeah, sorry it is um, all blue for example mm -hmm. right mm. all blue has like a real drive behind it mm. yeah Sure, <laughs> it has a lot more of a giant Like there are distinct starts and ends to the songs. They don't merge mm. into one. Mm -hmm. They're distinctive songs. Yep, they all sound different. Yep. <laughs> sure. Um, but it's not. It's not false. It's all very organic. Yeah, it's all very organic. I don't believe that they would have ever played any song the same ever again. Obviously, it's solos. It's improvisation, so they wouldn't have anyway. Mm -hmm. But there are still a lot of different jazz records obviously mm. where even though they will say this is a solo actually the person will learn their solo that they've made up yeah and you'll hear it the same every single time i don't believe that you would hear this the same every time you heard the different you tracks you could say that this is like one of the first experimental albums mm. you know it may not mm. be your taste no. but it's completely different what than what came before mm. yeah and it there's kind of like just this open space to like yeah there's a lot of theory backed up by it that you need to know but there's a lot of expression mm. there mm. that can be. It's a very carefree environment. I think it was mm. like recorded in a very carefree kind of environment. Like, let's just see what happens. Let's just all make this music together. Mm. And I think you can hear that. I don't know if that's you're listening to I it. I don't know. Mm. Miles Davis doesn't like doesn't seem to me a very a very carefree <laughs> kind of guy. He's but I very... think no, I think the people when they got together when it started because he gives the structure behind it all. Mm. But then I think. The vibe you get when you listen to it is that it's just kind yeah, of Yeah, like, it, is, it is nice, yeah. Because you can start jazz, you can have an intention behind what you're playing in this kind of music, mm -hmm. but you're never going to have a full... Shut up. It'd be nice. <laughs> you're never going to have the full so picture. It's just going to like see what happens, see where you get to in the end. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it. You love it. I love it. 
What do you think, Adam? So I'm going to run through song by song because the titles help. Yeah. Starting with the, the starting title, So yeah. What? Says it all. Shut up. <laughs> so what? They actually, the next two don't really. So Freddie Freeloader could be the exact same song. It sounds exactly the same. Don't come for me. It sounds exactly the same. Blue and Green. I've just got here. I've just got Gentle, Relaxed. My microphone's playing up. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's Gentle, Relaxed. Absolutely. Why is happening with my microphone? General relaxed, sure. Uh, all blues, all the same. And flamenco sketches don't feel like dancing. <laughs> this is the most boring thing ever. My goodness. And yes, Grace, they sound all the same. No, all the same. You, it's just, The drums are boring. The drums don't do anything. This is why I like, I prefer bebop, because at least the drums are like fast and energetic and entertaining. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I understand your point of... It's like too much and it's playing for playing sake. I get that. But at least it's something. Instead of... This is why... This is this the type of album is why people don't like jazz. That's what I reckon. This is not the album to get someone into because they'll just go, it's the same It's the same thing I've heard. Even though they probably haven't. Can't you imagine yourself in a smoky bar? No. Yes. But I'm not... I'm having then a conversation and alcohol is helping. I'm not listening to the music. It's... This is the problem. Background noise. It's not enjoyable. It's not enhancing anything. It's just there. I um, think we like, you know, modern music. The drums are like in your face at the top. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is like the opposite. The drums mm. are just an accompaniment, aren't they? Just, and it's so hard to a... play drums like that, though. Oh, it's so hard. I can to imagine to do that and not sound crap. The space and it's not. It's it's that old cliche. It's not what you play. It's what you don't play. Mm. Sure. Like, it's a lovely sound, I get that, but it, it's just so boring. None of it excites me. If I have to listen to jazz, I said this, I want fast jazz. I want a, I want a face to be burnt off by an electric saxophone solo, you know what I mean? <laughs> just some fast-paced drums, cymbals really ting, 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 ting in my face. Not this. I quite, that's what I like about flamenco sketches, is it's, it's so, like, spaced out and, like, these long notes and just, it is, it is nice and chill. Mm. Sure. You know, it's, for me, it's not for every occasion. But since been listening to this again, I'm like, mm, it's just, it's, but it's I'm too slow. I'm more relaxed. I'm more relaxed. It's too slow. It's too relaxed. It, it's just not for me. I, I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. I'll be honest. Did I finish one song? No. Did I skip and scrub through each song? Yeah. Because when I skip through each song, ten seconds later, sounds the same. Twenty <laughs> seconds later, sounds the same. Let's go to the middle. Sounds exactly the same. It's just all the same. I felt like what they do is right. Here's your pattern. You're going to play this note, this note, this note, this note. And that's all you're going to play. And, and I get there's like solos and improvisation, but even they sounded the same. It was like, bore off. Sam, yeah. didn't enjoy it. Not for me. I don't think it is for everyone. No. no, no, no. no. But it's as well what annoys me. I guarantee. <laughs> and you haven't done this, Grace. I'm not saying you have done this. But some people would absolutely go, you just don't understand it. This is what jazz is all about. And cream themselves over it and be like, this is what music is. Forget you. Forget you. It doesn't need lyrics because it does all the talking itself. And you just don't get it because it's sophisticated. And I like whiskey. Shut up. I, I like jazz. whiskey. Yeah, it's not against whiskey drinkers, but you know. I, I do think there is something to be said about those hard... There is a hardcore musician that Chris... I don't think you're, you act... You appreciate a lot of different music. Mm. But there's a hardcore jazz enthusiast 
that like just gets it in a different mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and i just I, Why? i'm i can i don't get it like i listen to it and i like it but i still want to listen to it. i want to hold your hand over it absolutely yeah. that's kind of like my uh Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's just my preference, you know what I mean? I need lyrics. I need something to tether me. Mm. And even if the lyrics don't come for, you know, 15 minutes because there's a big solo, that's fine. But give me the promise of lyrics. Something that's going to come. You know what I mean? A good yeah. hook. A good. I, I think some of the stuck-upness around it turned mm. you off, actually. Yeah. Which is why, Grace, we like having you here. Because Cause you're not like that. Really well. You do. You do. But um, <laughs> You do. I really wanted to stress that. You've not done that. <laughs> when I was in... I'm telling all the college stories today, but mm. when I was in college, right, we had to do like jazz, like improvisation classes, mm. and the song that they picked for us to do was "So What," right? Uh-huh. And so they just gave us the music, and they would like teach us each like different um, modes. And um, I was playing bass for some reason, and um, <laughs> so he they were like doing the D Dorian thing, then the E flat Dorian, and then backwards and forwards. And then this teacher, he was just so, he was like that stuck up, like mm. jazz was everything, so annoying, such a nightmare. And um, and like, I'm kind of like just figuring my way through like what this whole thing is and trying to like follow the sheets and count like while doing all this stuff. Mm. It's so different than everything else. And then he turns to me and goes, play C major scale. And I was like, <laughs> and I totally forgot how to play a C major <laughs> scale. And it was like the most basic scale <laughs> because we weren't doing it. And yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, I've just had a mind blank, right? And he just, and he literally walked out the room, right? He, w- he walked out, like, furious. It's like that film like Whiplash. Oh, uh, yeah. The conductor yeah. of the band is, like, a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the worst time of my life. So embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. But, um, but they loved that stuff, and that I, they would cream themselves over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't need but, it. Um, but, but I do appreciate it, just sticking it on again. Ten years later, just enjoying the vibe, you know what I mean? Mm. And I appreciate the experimental nature of I'm fed up with this. Sure. I want to move somewhere else. Mm. But a lot of people look back and go, Wow, I just want to do that. Mm. They're not moving forward. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is something that maybe these two albums that we're talking about mm. have in common. Is that they're trying to move forward mm. <laughs> as still fun face. But this album has so much significance and so much influence. It does coming out of stuff like Bebop. Sure. All of a sudden this, and then all, not even just jazz musicians, like funk musicians, so much is influenced. Not by this one album, but by like the journey that was going Mm. on. And I think we appreciate like, yeah, I think we appreciate modal jazz Mm. as like something that just exists now. Mm. But before this, well, before this and the album before it, it it didn't exist. Mm. You know, it wasn't a thing, but that's like, so they're like breathing and living out actual music theory you know what i mean and there are so many of our artists where they like that we like whether we know it or not that that do this stuff and mm. have learned it from albums like this mm. that were trailblazing that stuff whether you like it or not yeah which is a different matter and so i think that's why it's on this list yeah. i can appreciate that yeah um, the history of it i can appreciate that it it kick-started something mm. and and set something off this and like you said they for it so I can appreciate that. Mm. Wish it wasn't uh, grey. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Should we take a break and then we're gonna listen to uh, Empire Central by mm. Snarky Puppy? Snuggy. Snarky. Snarky. <laughs> 
Not Snuggy. Snuggy puppy. <laughs> That's the radio DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome back to Elvenina. We're going to talk about uh, Snarky Puppies, mm. latest album, Empire Central, which is their 16th album uh-huh. by Virtuoso Ensemble. <laughs> Snarky Puppy, mm. according to Apple Music. <laughs> uh, they are returning to their roots, mm. apparently. Founded in 2004 at the University of North Texas, the band made their musical home in Dallas, entrenched in the city's funk soul and gospel sounds and it's there where they made the live recorded empire central with band members co-writing songs for the first time bassist and leader michael league set them only one theme of inspiration make it dallas nice (laughs) it's too much in there (laughs) make it dallas uh, the result encompasses the uh, RH factor soul of uh, Clearoy. Is that how you say that? Sure. I don't know. The sludgy funk of Keep It On Your Mind. Sludgy. And the intricate melodies of Bet. Perhaps no one embodies the spirit of Dallas more than the band's longtime collaborator, the funk keyboardist and singer uh, Bernard Wright. Empire Central also uh, marks his final recording, featured on here, Take It, before his death only months later. This album is a chance to say thanks to our home, League Tells Off Music. Uh, it is also a tribute to Bernard and his incredible music musical legacy. Uh, he left us far too soon. So, uh, interesting album. Kind of Snarky Bobby have been doing this thing for like quite a while now. Like, I mean, since 2004, but mm. it's kind of like new age, new wave, mm. funk, mm. jazz, uh, instrumentation. Um, they used to do this weird stuff where, like, have you ever see it with that woman who could sing two notes at one time? Mm. <gasps> yeah. Mad stuff like that. It was like all these guys. And they are like music for music lovers, like for the musician. I was watching an interview before I came about this guy, Michael League, and he like is setting up like record companies and stuff like that to give like musicians a chance. So like the musician who like goes out every weekend working and like works at the weddings and does all this mm-hmm. stuff, they want to make music for these guys, mm. um, nice. which is interesting, which is really great. Uh, but... This is not a genre that I particularly <laughs> enjoy. Uh, in the um, because it's a live recording at the end of one of the songs, this is someone in the crowd that goes, "Whoa!" Right, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yeah, feel the rush <laughs> of this band, dude. Just play music, yeah. mm. and like it's proper hardcore music, and it does sound good, but I'm not sure it's really for me. Mm. For all of their good endeavors, what do you think, Grace? It's an interesting one. So I've never listened to any of their stuff before. Um, maybe I should. I don't know. So do you think this is similar to their previous stuff? Yeah, it's pretty similar. I like think so, their yeah. Their standard, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Okay. Yeah. So I think you can tell that they're influenced then by Miles Davis. Comes I full think circle. so. Because you said Bernard. I've been calling him Bernard, but maybe it's Bernard. Sorry, Bernard. I don't know. I think I said both, actually. Mr. Wright. Mr. Mr. Wright. Um, they used to play with Miles Davis. Look at that. They used oh, to yeah. jam together. 
they were on a couple of albums together, a couple of records together. Um, so he's bringing that vibe. Yeah. And that for me is the best track on the whole album. Mm. And I didn't just pick that because <laughs> it's on it. Um, but I just feel like it's the most, it's weird. It's the, it's the least artificial. I think this is quite an artificial album, mm. even though it's like, it's recorded live. I think it sounds heavily edited mm. and it sounds very electronic. I it's, think that's kind of their sound. I, it is. I doubt it is heavily edited, but I mean, there's like, it just sounds There'll weird. be all these plugins and stuff, yeah. but, but I don't think it, like, the music is the music. I don't think they'd have chopped mm. and changed a lot. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, well, yeah, because if it was recorded live, like, it was, mm. you know, it is what it is. But I don't know, did they use a lot of samples? Something about it is weird, and it doesn't sound necessarily as organic as you would think a live recording should. Mm. I don't know, it's odd. Okay. It's very heavy, like, drum and bass. Mm. There's a lot of bass going on, particularly the last track. Mm. is like deep and low and like super bassy and like maybe that's their vibe but i just feel like i don't know a bit too drum and bassy i think they're, they're they use a lot of trumpets and, the, mm. and like horn section stuff and yeah. they do this thing where like so this is the first one they collaborated together on so normally someone um writes all the pieces on like logic and they would they would like do this whole piece but every instrument, it would be the sound on it would be like a Rhodes piano. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe except for the drums. So everybody has to learn every piece. Ooh. So everyone can play everyone else's part. Or at least yeah, if you yeah. can't play it, you can sing it or you know, you know it yeah. like in depth really well. And so they wouldn't be reading music, but they would hear that. And then all the instrumentation is kind of like... So if there's any like solos or whatever, that stuff isn't written in, but it yeah. is in that place. But then on the fly, they might just change it up again and go, oh, mm. that bit's standing out in the room, so we'll do that bit. Mm. It's a bit more... Yeah. Weird. It's proper it's hardcore music and musician, like... Yeah. It's like PR geek rock. Yeah, so know. again, like, you've got to have a lot of skill. And I totally, I would it. never be able to just join in with them on that. Like, no. they're clearly wonderful musicians but i think it does look uh, for all that being said there's no heart to it there's no mm. life to it i just kind of feel like hmm, that's that what i mean it, it doesn't sound organic yeah it does sound artificial it's weird um but at the same time i didn't hate it i could listen to it again mm. um yeah i did enjoy it i didn't enjoy it as much as miles davis but things were fresh the songs went samey gotta have a lot of skill pineapple is a it's a weird one. It's like a very much a show-off piece, particularly for the horns. Mm. Hate that stuff. Um, so again, they're clearly very good at what they do, but it feels a little bit more obnoxious. Mm. I feel like the the Miles Davis album is not obnoxious. It's like you've got all these solos and things, but it's like they're just like whatever's coming to them Purposeful. is coming to them. I think it's trying yeah, to be yeah, genuine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think these guys are trying to be genuine, but but sometimes it is that kind of like sometimes you try and push the limit and you're like yeah like some of the like i get really some of the songs that are hard to listen to but have like five times signatures i'm just like mm. what's, what's yeah. the point you know, like, that's more like see what we can do rather than like look let's at us, see what music us. we make yeah. yeah 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 and so so it's good and i would listen to it again 
and they definitely all have a lot of skill mm. and talent. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be like shout from the rooftops about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Aslan? I mean, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, it's it's. One of them. I can appreciate like you saying the intricacy and stuff, but it's boring. Mm. I I don't really have much I can say about it because it's not something I'm interested in. Mm. And I get like the drums do a bit more on this than they do on the Miles Davis album, but it's still, yeah, it's just show offy and a bit like mm. fancy. And again, I feel like if you listen to it, it's a bit inclusive. If you listen to it and you don't understand what exactly it's doing. But then you shouldn't be listening to it while you do listening to our music. You know what I mean? I feel like it's got it gives. It, they don't say that, but yeah. I feel like it give off that kind of vibe. How accessible are yeah. they? I think they'd they be like a you don't get it kind of people. But I. Yeah. But that's the thing is I I get that vibe. But then when you watch interviews and stuff, they're like the opposite of that. Mm. Oh, I'm they're sure like, they are. Yeah. We just love music and we want to like break boundaries and we, and we want other people to do it with us mm. and we want to make make like this mainstream sound, mm. but more complicated than the the mainstream pop and that like so they're, tr they're trying to like do that and i think yeah. the heart is really good but i just am not really that uh, yeah. everything about it i like so like everybody knowing the parts everyone learning everyone else's mm. part i'm like mm. yeah when i'm in a band that that would be if everyone did that i'd be like yeah that's they're the best bands i've ever been in when everyone knows each other's parts mm. and stuff knows exactly where they're going like Having music directors like having you know just like the excellent stuff is like yeah I'm all for it and like the the love for music, mm. the love for other musicians I'm like this is so great but then a listener I just there's just something missing and mm. I'm just yeah. not really mm. absolutely that into it and I agree may, maybe I've been through I was thinking about it like I went to a concert a few years ago and it was like by a math rock math metal band right <laughs> stupid and it basically every bar of music was in a different time signature than the bar before. Oh. Right. So you can't dance to it. Literally, the crowd is just swaying like a metronome <laughs> because that's the only thing that stays the same <laughs> is, the, is the actual BPM. But, like, everyone there is, like, losing their minds because, like, wow, that bar of music was in 3-4, but the last one was yeah. in 7 eight. What? Yeah. Like, And it's just, like, really boring. Yeah. You know, it's like that same... I can play 700 notes a second, yeah. but but you know a pentatonic scale only has five notes, and we've all been writing music off it for years, and mm. we we love the sound of it exactly, and we just love it. and you know some of it is interesting or like little dots of it are just interesting bits mm. like, but it, this isn't something that resonates. That's that very like Jacob either. Collier kind of vibes. Mm. It is. I get that vibe from him, like he because he is insanely clever. Yeah, they all are so clever, aren't they? That's the but thing. But it's like. It is quite exclusive, I think. Yeah, that's like, the air of it. Yeah. Like, you know that video where, like, someone sneezes in the crowd and he goes, see, shop. You know, <laughs> see, it's just too like, much. It's just, it's like, have a day off. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Just have a day off. Yeah. And this, that's why there's so many videos of people parodying, like, of people like him and Charlie Puth that do that. Yeah. And be like, oh, wait a minute. That heart attack you're having, that's in it. That's in a B flat major three. <laughs> Oh look at look at the sharp like, ninth as he rolls around the floor. Yeah, yeah, oh, amazing. His screams of pain are actually a diametric, <laughs> modal, whatever. Like, oh, it's amazing. Like, I wonder whether we're just haters, do you know what I mean, or whether like we just maybe we just don't. I, I, just don't I feel it. like I'm too yeah, stupid yeah, to get it. Don't get it. And because yeah. I don't get it, I'm gonna mock it. 
I'm sure but, it must be so cool to hear something and just know. Like, yeah, it must perfect be. Perfect pitch, banging, great. Must be great. And, but, and it's useful and, you know, that Jacob Collier album that we listened to was actually really good. Really you liked it. it, right? I really, I still listen to bits of it. Because um, it has its place and it is great. But don't be inclusive about it. Don't, don't be a dick. Mm, <laughs> don't yeah. be swinging your musical dick about it. Which, like, I don't think these guys do, but it does no. come across a bit it like that. Come, yeah. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's just their fans. I imagine that's how their fans mm. are. I think Miles Davis would have loved this album, mm. like, if he was still around, because I, I kind of got into Miles Davis after the last record, Bitches Brew, started going through, like, his whole catalog, like, all the way to the 80s. And the 80s stuff, like, sounds, like, so 80s, like, massive drums, like, yeah. loads of space, like, these trumpet lines are, like, what you hear. Like, I guess if you went to a party or something like that and you, like, I don't know, or you were at a club. And, like, I think he'd be in bands like this now. I think he'd be so into it, do you know what I mean? But, um, so I think, you know, jazz is no longer, like, the main stream type of music, but mm. it's interesting to listen to and to learn the history of and to know mm. why we like music a certain way or what we like about it. And for those people who are interested like the Jacob Collier thing, I think in like a hundred years we'll be like, wow, look at, yeah, like those like tritones or like, not the tritones, but like those notes in between the notes kind of thing. Mm. They're just so fascinating. So maybe we only know like one side of it really. Well, yeah. if you were to pick one album of the, over the other, I would pick Kind of Blue every day. Mm. Yeah, same. I'd throw them both out. <laughs> You got no interest in either. Nah, I really no interest. I think this might be our last jazz record. Thank goodness. Which it's is a good one to end on, to be fair. Yeah, I think it's I think this is the pinnacle, mm. to be honest. It's certainly an album to end on. I would like you to listen to Milestones, please. I'm not going to. No, wait, you would like it. I, I wouldn't. prefer this over Milestones, actually. <laughs> I can tell you now hundred <laughs> percent I ain't gonna like it. I'm gonna save you the heartbreak. I ain't gonna listen to it. <laughs> do you want to know what next week's albums are? I do. Yes. We are going to listen to the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yes. Now are this is going to be music. You Experience. Come on. From 1967. Okay. And we're going to listen to the latest Taylor Swift album. Ooh. To go alongside. I've already listened to it. All. Yeah, Midnight's. <laughs> so Midnight. Midnight's. Midnight. So that's what we're going to do. So there we go. That'll be fun. That'll be uh, the next episode. I didn't mind the last Jimi Hendrix one. Mm. Well, hopefully this mind. one will be better. Uh, yeah. Was it Axis of Love? Is that what we did? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember, but it's all right. Yeah. It's time to quiz. Before Woo! we quiz, Matt. Oh, we've not we've not rated. Oh, I keep forgetting. Um, tell you what. Oh yeah. I knew there was another thing. I literally thought it was just four point three. Is it? Yeah. I got. Just getting my notes. Oh. Uh, episode 90 Grace you think of 4.3 yeah I do Adam not <laughs> you can't give it a no surely the crap that we've listened to the crap you haven't given us anything a no <laughs> nah, not oh. the crap that I, we've listened to I can't redeem it it's pointless it's boring I don't want it no, wow. North. Wow. No, I'm gonna start being harsher. The That's my New Year's. The, right. That's my guess. New Year's resolution. Let me guess. Wow. Albums. I'm gonna be harsher. No. Wow. no, 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 no. I'm gonna be harsher. No. If we come up against a Drake album again, that's getting a no too. But 
This one. Yeah, you didn't even give Drake a note. Yeah. Look Would you have? Look back. Yeah, looking back. If I could retrospectively. It's just. Meh. We can put a minus in front of all of the Drake stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I would actually go further back. Uh, I would give this 4.7. What? I would give it really nice, high. I'm, I'm nice. quite close to 5, to be honest. Okay. There you go. Fantastic. There you go. Are you guys ready to quiz? Now I'm ready, ready. to quiz. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Time. It's quizzing time. Fantastic. Are you ready to quiz? You're yeah. ready. So, uh, do we know the scores? Yeah, I think it's 1 0 to you guys. I can't lie, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's all right, it's all good. And this week, remember, it's themed to the artist. Just to pause for a sec. Oh. It's Beyonce, the last one we did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The B question that you asked yeah. came up somewhere else in another quiz, and I knew it because of this quiz. It is right. It's about oh. the eyes. Hope you gave me credit. I did. We're going to do a Miles Davis quiz. <laughs> oh. Nice, nice, nice. I'm going to know nothing. Well. Are we ready? Sure. Adam, I'm going to let you go first Thank so you. that you can have a bit of an advantage because you're going to need one. I appreciate that. <laughs> There's multiple choice. Okay. The first question is this. What was Miles Davis's primary instrument? Trumpet. Do you want the choices? Sorry, yep. <laughs> Saxophone. Sorry, yep. Trombone. Yep. Trumpet. Okay. Piano. Trumpet. Correct. Ding, kind of ding, ding. Well, it's got a little ding on it. <laughs> Miles Davis was a major force in the jazz world. In fact, Rolling Stones described him as the most revered jazz trumpeter of all time. Oh, beautiful. Grace. Matt. What was his nickname? Was it the Prince of Darkness? Oh. The Prince of Pain? Oh. The Prince of Cool? Oh. Or the Prince of Peace? Nice. Hallelujah. Emmanuel. Wonderful counsel. God with us. Almighty God. The was everlasting he, Father. Was he the Prince of Cool? Ooh, he uh -huh. was not. Was he the Prince of Darkness? That's Ozzy Osbourne, isn't it? Adam, you get to pick Okay. one of them. Um, so Prince of Darkness was one. What was Prince, Prince of Pain? I'm going to go with Prince of Pain. That's so dark if it does true. Okay. Not true. Not the Prince of Peace. Not the Prince of Peace. He was the Prince of Darkness. What? That's Ozzy Osbourne? Davis earned his nickname Prince of Darkness due to his serious, aloof nature, the brooding tone of his trumpets, and his habits of turning his back to the audience when performing. So he's a moody bastard, and that's it. <laughs> he's a Ozzy Osbourne, he's a bat on stage. I get the vibe that he was quite a crank. Yeah. Oh, he was quite the crank. I'm and glad I gave his album. He was very nice to a lot of people. Mm. Fell out with everyone, didn't so he? Bad, bad he egg. treated certain people really badly mm. soon. Okay. Uh, what uh, Adam. Yes. It's 1 0 to you. Oh, how lovely. What performing <laughs> arts <laughs> conservatory oh. did Miles attend? Okay. Hit me with it. The Juilliard School. I was thinking Juilliard. Saint Conservatoire know. de Paris. Okay. Ooh. A French number. Berkeley College of Music. Oh. Brooklyn Conservatory of Music. Now, 
Hardest. Interesting because the only ones I've heard of are Juilliard and mm. what was the Brooklyn one? Berkeley. Berkeley. And I've then heard, Brooklyn. And then Brooklyn. So I've heard of Berkeley, I've heard of Juilliard. So I'm going to go for one of them. I don't think he went to France. I don't think he went to France. Berkeley. Not correct. Was it Brooklyn? No. Is it Paris? No. <laughs> was it Juilliard? Juilliard. <laughs> it was Juilliard. There you go. I was 50-50. He studied at the Juilliard School in New York City before dropping out and making his professional debut as a member of saxophonist Charlie Parker's Bebop Quintet. Mm. Bebop Quintet. Okay, one down. Grace. What famous trumpeter did Miles replace in Charlie Parker's quintet? This is a hard quiz. I didn't realize it was this hard. Sorry. Dizzy Gillespie. Fats Navarro, which is a good name. Louis Armstrong. Chet Baker. Absolutely no idea. I don't even know if they're all around the same age. Remember that you are the jazz expert. The jazz expert. So... <laughs> You know, Not to this level. No pressure. Um, who was the last one? Chet Baker. That sounded promising. Chet Baker. Oh. Awesome. I'm going to say Dizzy Gillespie. Sure. Ah, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> in the 1940s, Dizzy Gillespie was a major figure in the development of bebop and modern jazz. He taught and influenced many other musicians, including Davis who replaced him in the quintet. It's like Sith Lords. Yeah. The <laughs> Only tape. Takes over the master. Okay, Adam. Yeah. Are you 2-0 two, two up? I think so, yeah. I don't really want to talk about it right now. Where was Miles born? Mm. Illinois? Mm-hmm. Ohio? Mm-hmm. California? Mm-hmm. New York? Mm. Is he from the mean streets of Chicago? Illinois. Not sure. But Illinois was one. Mm. California was one, New York was mm. one, and what was the first one? Ohio. Ohio. Nothing's from Ohio. Let's be honest. <laughs> Sorry, if you're from Sorry. Ohio, I'll be honest, I've never been. I'd like to go. <sighs> oh, okay, you go to Juilliard, which is in New York. Ju- New York. Damn. Grace. That was going to be my logic. Where was he? Ohio, California, Illinois. Illinois. Now, I don't know a lot about geography, right? Mm. I don't think Illinois is near New York. That's true. I think it's Midwest. I think. But then I don't know where Ohio is. Ohio again, very mid, I think. Who's that guy that we take the mick of his voice that I really like? You know, high voice. Illinois. I don't know. Is he from Chicago? Um, he's from Alton, Illinois. Oh. From an affluent uh, African-American family. Uh-huh. And he was born on the 26th of May, 1926. Ooh. And he's Miles Dewey Davis III. Ooh. Okay. 2-0, Adam. 2-1. 2-1, guys. 2-1, sorry. Grace, this is your question. Nice. At what age did Miles get his first trumpet? 15, 11, 9, 13. You just said he was a rich bitch, so when did his... 
when did his family sort him out? Eleven. Hit me with those numbers again. Fifteen. Mm -hmm. Nine. Mm -hmm. Thirteen. Mm -hmm. Nine. Damn. Okay. Thirteen. <laughs> he was thirteen. According to Davis, by the age of twelve, music had become the most important thing in my life. Puberty does that to some of us. <laughs> uh, on his 13th birthday, his father bought him a new trumpet and Davis began to play in local bands. Oh, a new trumpet. So he already had a trumpet. Mm. I want to know when he got his first that trumpet. His first trumpet. Because I'm going to say nine. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Okay. Adam. Yes. What was the reason for Davis' first arrest? Oh. Theft. Mm-hmm. Refusal to pay child support, mm -hmm. heroin possession, mm -hmm. domestic abuse. Heroin possession? Look at that. Gotta be. Classic. He had ghosts in his blood. <laughs> and he looked like the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> While touring with Billy Holiday, Miles was arrested for heroin possession in Los Angeles. Mm. The story was reported in Down Beta magazine, which made it difficult for him to find work. Oh. Wow, there you go. Number eight. It's 3-1. It is. According to Davis, what boxer inspired him to overcome his drug addiction? Joe Fraser, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sonny Liston. Obviously, the only one I've ever heard of is Muhammad Ali. Is that what you're going for? But I have no idea if he was addicted to drugs. Whether he was into drugs? Yeah. Well, he inspired him to, come, to overcome his drugs. Not to start taking drugs. No, but like, did he have his own overcoming drugs story? Muhammad Ali. Well, he did. Being a devout Muslim, I don't think he'd touch drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, not Mr. Always been a mm. He wasn't too fair. He was Bob Cassius Clay. Um, I'm going to go, just off the top of my head, Sonny Liston. Joe Fraser? <laughs> What's the other one? Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar Ray. A widely related story, which doesn't make sense, uh, attributed to Richard Prophet Jennings, was that J Davis once stumbled into Baker's Keyboard Lounge out of the rain, carrying his trumpet and in a paper bag. Get a case, come on. <laughs> under his coat, he walked to the bandstand, interrupted Mark Roach and Clifton Brown on the middle of performing Sweet George Brown, and played... My funny Valentine before leaving. According to some sources, Davis was embarrassed into getting clean by this incident, but he disputed the account, stating that Roach had invited him to play and that his decision to quit heroin was unrelated. So this is a big story about nothing, really. Mm. He said he was inspired to quit by his idol, boxer Sugar Ray Robinson. Well. So there you go. Number nine, Grace, mm. you just had one. Right. You got it wrong. Yeah. Adam. Hello. Who did Miles famously argue with during the recording of Bag's Groove? Mm. John Col John Coltrane. Mm -hmm. Charlie Parker. Mm -hmm. Thelonious Monk. Uh. George Gershwin. Gershwin, Gershwin, Gershwin. Gershwin. I'm gonna I'm going to say... What were the middle two again, sorry? Charlie Parker. Yeah. Thelonious Monk. I'm going to say Thelonious Monk. 
Look at that. Uh, Davis accused a felonious monk of not knowing the chords. Come on. How dare he? At his ra- as his rage uh, escalated to the point where he dismissed Monk as being a non-musician. Ironically, Monk's improvis- improvisational style would help him become one of just five jazz musicians to ever make the front cover of Time magazine, something that Davis never did. So take that. Savage. Take that. Miles. Question number 10. Final question. I think. Yeah. What unusual jazz trumpets, not trumpets, instruments, were included? Is the answer a trumpet? It's not. No, I don't <laughs> think so. What unusual jazz instruments were instruments were included in the Miles Davis nonet? Accordion and bassoon, French horn and tuba, harp and bagpipes, ukulele and harmonica. What non nonet? What's a nonet? Anyone know? Is that not nine? I think it's nine. Yeah, mm. nine piece band. Maybe. Mm. Um. What was with the tuba? The French horn and the tuba. Yep. Does that sound that crazy? But um, you wouldn't have them because it was the same non-conventional. Unusual. Unusual. I mean, a harp and bagpipes, that's unusual. That is, but maybe you would have done that. How many bagpipes? Ukulele and harmonica would be. I mean, accordion and bassoon. That's pretty. Accordion and bassoon is. <sighs> was, there, was there a final one? A harp, a harp and a ukulele. Right. Accordion and bassoon. Oh. Accordion. French horn and tuba. Mm-hmm. Half and bagpipes, uh-huh. ukulele and harmonica. But a, a harmonica makes sense to me. Do you think so? Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense in jazz. That, that he would have it in there, yeah. Mm. Well done, Piccolo. <laughs> I mean, but you can't wait to see him. Well <laughs> a, a tuba and a French horn. Early, I don't think that's that wild, but there you go. Early in his career, Davis developed a musical group comprising of nine musicians, rare among jazz groups. The Miles Davis Nonet included the French horn and the tuba amongst its instruments. So there we go. Well, Adam. Yes. <laughs> you have won. <laughs> his album still gets a zero. <laughs> and you are you officially... Know the jazz experts on Help a Dealer. What can I say? Jazz is crap, everyone. It's <laughs> my expert opinion. No. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Next week's albums, mm. Midnight mm. by Taylor Swift. Yep. We are just a Taylor Swift podcast at this mm. point. Pretty much. Mm. Pretty much. And we are con- going to compare it to Are You Experienced Ooh. by Jimi Hendrix, mm. which is exciting. Okay. Uh, we hope you have a great week. Mm. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Drop.